when she pulls the lid off that box, though, that's like one of the most crazy, like Jodorowsky punk rock, crazy weird scenes. And I was like, what the fuck? All of a sudden this movie changed again. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the final girl. guys welcome to horror movie survival guide she's so perky she's terry <laughs> i'm take two terry and this is uh just back again julia <laughs> <laughs> it's getting wacky already in here guys uh this week we're talking about 2019's the deeper you dig uh the title of this episode is now i'm in your head and this movie was uh written shot directed produced Composed and starred by uh, three members of a family. This the is Adams John Adams family. Yeah, the Adams family. Ad- John Adams, Toby uh, Poser, and Zelda Adams completely did this film pretty much by themselves. Which, when you see a movie that is made by a family, you're like, eh, it's going to be like a fun project for you guys, but not necessarily something I want to watch. Yeah, and but- also like usually you're like. Uh, people will have varying levels of like talent and you're like, Oh, maybe that one person might be good. Maybe mm-hmm. it just, it just, you know, it doesn't always sound great. I mean, like I love like the Partridge family. That's a great, you know, uh, music <laughs> family, uh, that I'm very they're into not actual, they're not an actual family. <laughs> this is an actual family. I know. I know. Well, they were based on, it was based on an actual family. Yeah. That was, you didn't know that it was based on no. real life family. Yeah. Oh. That was totally. Anyway. Um, it was loosely based on a real life, uh, family band. Um, anyway, the more, the more, you know, um, but this was actually pretty awesome. And this was recommended to us by many, many, many of our fans. Um, mm-hmm. So we're excited to finally cover it for y'all. And it's also got a 97%. Not that it matters on the tomato, but that's pretty impressive to have a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Usually there's yeah. more haters than that. Oh, definitely. And they, this this is the, the prime example of how something can take your expectations and completely flip it, which is uh, it's an incredibly well shot film. Uh, the performances are great. It's really inventive and new. It's something that you cannot believe three people made. And yet they did. So shout out to the Adams family kicking ass yeah. uh, with this film. Absolutely. Fresh and fun. So, um, we open up on this movie, um, uh, you know, with an old timey little radio, some cool little establishing shots on like this little mountain town, which I love. There's like a little faucet dripping and then like something that looks like maybe a noose or something, some little foreshadowing maybe happening. Um, but you get that this place is like, this house is like being refurbished or something. And then we cut to, uh, uh we have Ivy who is, uh, the mom who is picking up her daughter, uh, Echo. Uh, and we are actually having, you know, mom and daughter in real life here. So it, it seems like a really good relationship. Uh, Echo is kind of punk rock and she's wearing like blue lipstick and, uh, yeah, she she looks says, a little emo gothy. She's cool. She says that the teacher's giving her shit for wearing dark lipstick and the mom's like, ah, I'll go kick her ass for you. And you're like, all right. 
this is the kind of mom we're talking about. Totally. She's uh, super fun, but she also, I could once do a sledding that night. And she's like, yeah, let's, yeah, we can totally go sledding. She's like, actually, wait, I actually have to work tonight. And you're like, what is mom doing for work at night? She's a medium. medium. So not only a medium, a shakedown artist medium who is actually not a medium, uh, but is going to be pulling some more money out of the old woman that she's been talking to. Uh, and Echo says, that's cunty. I like it. Yeah, but it gives me this like pause about the mom because like right away you're like oh they have a cute relationship mom seems cool oh she's a medium that's awesome but uh, also a con artist hmm yeah you get that she probably actually has some connection to being a good medium but she's like yeah but this lady she's like who knows she just wants to talk to her dead husband and I'm not really trying to help right away so the lighting in the seance scene is beautiful. It's like just the mom's face and like basically everything else is black. It's this incredibly gorgeously lit scene. It's like the um, heads in Bohemian Rhapsody a little bit. You know, they're like, yeah, four, like little like floating heads in the black light, a black behind them. And like, it's just their lit faces. It reminds me a little of that. Uh, but while uh, Ivy is trying to connect with the woman's husband, she hears what sounds like echo whispering, mom, I'm sorry. I love you. So she's and they, she's proud. like, it's nothing but an echo kind of a thing. You're like, oh, that's kind of fitting because oh. her name's Echo. So it's like, yeah. are you hearing things? Is it an echo? Yes, it is an echo. And she just says, I love you. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, we have Echo uh, drawing a, she has a white elk that she's drawing. Mm -hmm. They mentioned that she really wants to go hunting. Hunting season's coming up pretty soon. She wants to bag, she has bagged six elks in six seasons. She wants to go for her seventh. She's very excited for it. And it's kind of a big deal because you do have to get like um, special hunting tags every year, depending on what you're trying to hunt. You can't always get an elk tag right away. Um, I know this from our old producer, Adam, who is a avid, amazing hunter. He's a bow hunter. Um, and he's, um, I've had some elk lasagna uh, from him. Um, so it, it's kind of a big deal to go out there and, and, and do this. So um, it's pretty cool that she does. So there was a, uh, when they were driving home, uh, Ivy and Echo had stopped in the convenience store to pick up some stuff. Uh, Echo really wants a cinnamon cake cappuccino, but Ivy says no, because it's going to keep her awake all night. Uh, so she won't let her have it. Uh, also in the store at the same time is a gentleman who is buying some things uh, who looks a, a little worse for wear. It looks like he's been uh, road hard, put away wet. <laughs> 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 that phrase still kills me and i feel like i learned it from you on this podcast i wrote hard and put away wet i'm like okay that does not that sounds dirty my, i know my mom, <laughs> my mom grew up on a farm so you got to, that's your pennsylvania uh you know traditional talk coming for you and Makes i'm sure it. it's just, i'm sure they're just honestly talking about a wet horse but yes it does. Yes, sound. I mean the euphemisms abound. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I think within farm culture and farm life that kind of have that vibe. You know, Are we like go down like some subgenre of like stable horse riding cowboy. Farm life? <laughs> I'm sure it already exists on TikTok, Julia. You talked talk to me about gnome <laughs> stuff last last week with Gretel and Hansel. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure maybe there's like a whole, you know, subgenre of like, you know, the sexy uh road hard to put away wet section of TikTok. Uh, far, yep. Farm core. I'm sure it's out there. 
Oh, we live in a glorious time. Um, (laughs) Anything your heart desires. Yep. So uh, Kurt uh, is the gentleman that we meet who is in the the store. He is uh, renovating the abandoned house uh, and looks like he's had some hard times. Looks like he's bouncing back from something hard and trying to like get on his feet again. Like just newly divorced and just needing a a project. So he's going to flip this house, something like that for sure. He he looks like he does not belong in this mountain town. It's the kind of mountain town where everybody knows everybody and he's an outsider. And so he's kind of treated uh, with a little bit of kid gloves. And they also all probably know how to do shit. He feels like he doesn't really know what he's doing, even though he's like trying to make it happen. Like he doesn't look like he's that. Who knows? He, he could he could be good at it, but he doesn't look like he is. So we see him eating dinner at the local bar, uh, having a drink and a shot, and then a uh, beer and a shot, and then asks for another beer and a shot. Uh, so he's had some drinks, but decides to drive on home. And it's and- kind of a bleak, lonely bar, though, too. It's just him and the bartender, pretty much. That's it. And she's literally like reading the newspaper while she's serving him. It's real yeah. quiet. Yeah, she's just on the other end of the bar, has no interest. It's not It's not a happen in town. It's, no. it's very solitary. Mm-hmm. So as he's uh, driving home, uh, he is momentarily distracted by some deer running across the road. And all of a sudden, there's a thump. And when he gets out and looks around the back, he sees a girl lying there. Echo has been run over by Kurt. Yeah. So he has this moment of panic where he gets back in the car and is just going to leave. And I'm like, oh, he's just going to leave her? But he has no okay, can't leave her. So puts her puts her back in the put puts her in the trunk. He goes into this car not just because he's gonna leave. He also I think he might have thought that for a second, but he goes and gets his flashlight and he brings a flashlight back out and then you just see the low visibility so he can see her and then he also grabs the sled. I I mean, I don't who knows what you would do in this situation, but this this choice is going to haunt him. This is going to be his downfall. This I would say I would not do that. I would not like leave. I like mean, I would mean I would maybe, pick her up and put her in the car and not was- like and drive her to like the nearest hospital. Like that's what a sane person would do. But he's had drinks, so I don't know if he's like of his right and he's feeling like maybe he'll get charged for murder or something. So he just decides to hide the body. So he t- puts her back and takes her back to his place. Uh, can't bury her though, because the ground is frozen because there's been snow. So instead takes her back inside the abandoned house and puts her in a bathtub and it's just going to leave her. There. But all of a sudden she wakes up, coughs up a bunch of blood and is looking up at him and realizing what's happening. Uh, and, and, the, and it's a bad decision after bad decision. And here we go with another one. He's just going to put his hand right over her face and smother her with his own hand, which is really brutal. And I can't think of many times I've seen it in a film. Like normally it's a pillow, right? It's never just someone's hand on your face. Yeah. It's not barehanded. And she even tries to speak and says, wait, stop to him while he's doing it. But she can't get much more than that. And it's almost a whisper then too, like it was earlier it feels like this whole movie she kind of is like from even from that beginning when she heads out um and tells her mom she's going sledding and it's like a weird little whisper then too um and it feels like she's already gone you know and she's left with like one little eye open and then we cut to ivy's mom no, ivy, ivy is the mom um calling the police and letting them know that her 14 year old daughter echo allen has gone missing um no she would not run away like i we are very close because we already talked about their relationship earlier um and it's a sober morning the next morning for Kurt. 
Yeah, he is. He has realized what is happening, uh, and then his worst feels fears are realized when he looks out and sees the police pulling up to the house. So he quickly grabs a bunch of construction equipment and just dumps it all over Echo's body in the bathtub. And before that, he'd been driving home before he saw the police coming up, and he saw Ivy walking down the road and kind of locked eyes with her for that moment of like kind of like of recognition, but also like him trying to hide um, in plain sight, like oh, nothing's nothing to see here nothing to see here and does the same thing as the cops are driving up to and um, uh, so he's a little bit nervous obviously that the cops notice you know obviously he's an outsider so they're suspicious of him anyway and now he's acting a little fidgety uh but there's they nothing they can do and he says he doesn't know her he hasn't seen her so uh they let him you know stay and then uh we have a scene where kurt and uh ivy just kind of miss each other in the in the convenience store where kurt is buying a tarp and rope to wrap her dead daughter in and she's giving handing out missing person posters that that she's made and gave them to the convenience store clerk and's like please you know share them around and convenience store it's crazy too because she sets the flyers on top of that tarp and it's like oh she's setting the flyers on top of the tarp it's gonna wrap her up it's awful and the and kurt doesn't want to take one of the flyers but the convenience guy's like hey she's a good kid like help spread the word and he's like "Yeah, yeah yeah okay like mm-hmm. as he's about to go home and like wrap her up and drag her out. It's super and, uh, crazy. Buries her, but can't bury her very deep because the ground is frozen. Yeah. So it's, you look at that grave and you're like, no, that's too, it's not too shallow, man. There's no it's way. The it's shallowest like, grave you ever did see. We saw shallow grave before. Let's see. <laughs> so shallow. <laughs> so shallow. But he's doing the best that he can, but then you see him and he's just kind of, that kind of makes him, breaks him a little bit there and he's just starting to kind of lose it and he's like trashing the house and demolishes the bathroom and, and throws yeah, that like, bathtub out the window uh and then ivy shows up to his house yep. and it's like hey you're my neighbor i don't know you my kid is missing have you seen her and uh, she's great i'm obsessed with with toby here um she's wonderful and i was just thinking that she reminds me of like a young like colleen dewhurst like her energy yeah like that like strong like mm-hmm. grit <laughs> of a woman no prisoner she's never gonna stop she's like a steam train she's just gonna get where she's going full on but she shows up at his house and it's like hey um have you seen my daughter and kind of looking around and she, she he's she's like insists like no she did not run away and then she talks with him a little bit about the house and lets him know like oh yeah um what are you trying to do is like she's like yeah i'm gonna fix it and flip it or whatever she's like oh I renovate this freaking dump. This is literally the like flop house of the town, like where all the kids would go to party and lots of crazy things have happened here. And he was talking about how this house makes noise um, because she hears something. Mm -hmm. And And could it be? Mm -hmm. She yells out echo. Mm -hmm. Like she doesn't trust this guy. He's just some dude, right? He could have her tied up wherever. Right. Um, And she, when she goes home, she starts looking through Echo's notebook uh, and all the pages are blank until she comes to a blood ideogram with seven circles that comes bleeding out of the page. Um, So that's not a good sign. Uh, And Kurt keeps hearing the radio that we had seen in the opening scene keeps turning on mysteriously and playing the same song. uh, This old timey, ain't we got fun song. We got fun. Something like that. Just like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we had heard Echo, uh, she was listening to old-timey music uh, in the beginning, so it's her kind of fucking with him, which is really, really great. Um, so this is, uh, he finds a dead, bloody wolf in his house. Mm-hmm. It's just all kind of ripped open. And freaks out and he grabs his rifle to protect himself. But then we get this great moment where... This is my uh, one of my very favorite ghost reveals I've ever seen in a film, where you just have Echo, we haven't seen her yet, we've only heard her, walk into frame, go, hey, 
and then walk out of frame. And that's it. That's right. And I was like, what? That's but amazing. That's what a 14-year-old would do. Do you know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> they're not like, going to have a lot gonna, of words. A little yeah, gosh, she's not be like, ooh. She's just like, hey, hey I'm here. here I am. Here to haunt yep. you. Yeah, I'm here to yep. haunt. <laughs> <laughs> then all of a sudden, I'm like, we got a full like haunted house movie. And I was, I'm like, yes, I'm here for this. Because it's gone from like, you know, like, oh, some weird occult shit. And now it's like, oh, no, it's a haunted movie. Um, yeah, now that house is haunted with her and he, she ain't going to let up. She's just like her mom. Yeah. Um, and so, and he ends up shooting his own window because like he's trying to shoot her and like, and can't shoot a fucking ghost. Yeah. She disappears. Um, so then uh, Ivy is very distressed. She doesn't know where to go. The police are not helping her. They just think she's run away. She's going to come back. So she goes to see uh, a friend of hers who she used to be his teacher in the uh, mystic psychic arts. But then he, uh, she gave up. She started. She turned her back on her powers. But he continued and became very successful. And so now she's going for him to him for help because his powers have been honed. Uh, and so she asks, what can we, what can we do? My daughter's, yeah. How do I get her back? So, uh, she, uh, there's a long passage that explains what's, what's happening in this film. That yes, I'm going to read you. Seven spectral circles. We've got to find yeah, out more. So, all right. Strap in folks. Here we go. Yeah. Twixt, twixt the light in the living and the darkness of death, there hangs an invisible realm, a great sphere suspended by the bare string of the lost who lived, but linger unwilling to release their souls into the eternal mouth of death. Timeless and lawless manifested as seven spectral circles spinning all that was, is, or would be. The seven circles be the domain of the wandering dead. Their currency be truth, but they traffic in trickery for those whom death is not due. If the string be cut, the lost shall sleep in the cradle of death. If the string be hoisted back into the light, the lost shall be refound at the price of the string. So okay. this reminds me a little Hansel Gretel, a little a Gretel Hansel, a little too uh, about like the give and take. Do you know what I mean? Though, like if you're trying to, if you are give, bestowed a gift, there's something that has to be taken. And I feel like this is one of those things where like she was given a gift, but she didn't honor it, and so now something has to be taken. So it's a little little twist on that of like mm-hmm. you need to honor honor your gifts and. um and she, yeah, um, mm-hmm. she says it's an ultimate surrender. So she knows that she's, you know, may have to sacrifice her own life to find out what happened to Echo, but she's willing to n- do anything to find her daughter. Right. And he's like, okay. And she's like, well, I have to look And she has this crazy little box. Again, this is crazy little boxes. We had like, we've had like, a lot ready of crazy little, yeah, ready or not. We've had some interesting, crazy little boxes in, in horror. I feel like that's like a whole n- another Patreon like, at some um, point. Like the lament configuration are my favorite, my favorite. (laughs) What's gave me a little lament configuration button. It's one of my favorite little things that I have. It's super cool. Um, but yeah. Um, so she, um, she does a tarot card reading for herself, mm -hmm. Ivy. And the hanged man comes up three times yep. she, after she shuffles. So you're like, okay, sign there. Mm-hmm. So that's a string that we've talked about too. And that's like a string between two worlds as well. So, yep, the the hang the hanging string. Um, and so we find out that uh, the wolves can- got – I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I just want to make sure. When she pulls the lid off that box though, that's like one of the most crazy like Jodorowsky, oh, yeah. punk rock, crazy weird scenes. And I was like, what the fuck? All of a sudden this movie changed again because I was like, okay – ghost movie cool 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 then all of a sudden i'm like okay cool tarot scene and like the lighting in this scene is beautiful the gentleman that she speaks with her friend has this gorgeous like powder blue suit and he's this like beautiful black chocolate gorgeous man and it's just like the composition is so pretty and then all of a sudden he and he she's like well what happens next and she opens the lid of the box
blocks and looks in and he, like he all of a sudden you get this crazy drop shot as it goes down and through the box and you're getting this weird perspective of like going all the way down wherever you're going and then all of a sudden it's like Wah! and you have this like rock guitar and like she's sitting there and it's like looks like she's like on the best drugs you've ever seen and that but also like terrifying and then there's like a stack of like entrails and wolf parts and all these things i was like where the fuck are we now and then all of a sudden we're not there anymore okay yeah. now we're in a different place <laughs> yeah no thank you for bringing it up you're totally right it's this weird surrealist moment you're like oh this and that's what's so cool about this movie is it keeps going in different directions like oh it's this no wait it's this it's no, super wait, unexpected in so many turns and i was like here for it i was yeah. like i do not know what's going to happen in the next scene and i honestly cannot predict what's going to go on next it was very and cool. isn't that it's not the sign of a, of a great film i mean yeah. everybody likes to see the same you know stories boy meets girl boy loses girl boy gets girl right over and over but also what about these movies where you're like i don't know what's going to happen anything could fucking happen you can fall through a puzzle box and now you're in surreal world who knows yeah and that's kind of what happened like she fell through the box and you're like all of a sudden she's like back and i was like ooh. then we get these weird moments now where we're like um a little bit running me and gretel hensel too where it's like you dream and wake and, and you're not sure if this is like her on the on the which plane like of yeah. seven spectrals that she's actually on you're like is she in real life plane is she in like some weird tether in between world where the hell is she yeah it seems like she's cranked her powers up to the max and now you can just kind of dissolve between planes and not really know it mm-hmm. which is pretty terrifying but you get it's an ultimate mother surrender right yep. that's what this is about yep so the wolves got to echo's body and ate it and uh, kind of ate her up so he goes to bury her deeper but when he does she shows up and she's all kind of half eaten and decomposed she looks all fucked up now <laughs> she looks terrible and she's like that's as deep as you can dig lazy and also- bum and also not just that her eye from the sh- the shotgun actually does look like it got shot like as the uh-huh. ghost and stuff too and i was like oh <laughs> makeup's great too it looks it looks so real good. good so he's like okay so now he says all right she and he she's got a good point right so he, he unburies her takes her cuts her up and then throws her in a well mm-hmm. and he keeps but he keeps hearing her whisper the whole time tell her what you've done tell my mother what you've done you're like if you had a ghost who was just constantly whispering in your ear, you would like go. You would go mad so quickly. Yeah, it's it's yeah. He's definitely losing it. And so, um, do, 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 do. oh, the detectives come back, um, and they have a scene here with mom after she's gone and like to the seven spectrals again, still too, and mm-hmm. she's still trying to look. Um, and they are talking with her and asking more questions. She's like, I, you guys. I'm going to let you know she's dead. She's already spoken to me from the other side. And they're like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, these detectives do not believe this medium, of course. Um, And so, but she's like, no, I just need to know. I'm trying to find the answer. She's like, only I can really do that, though. You guys can't really help me with everything, but I will find her body. And they're like, no, but, like, you got to believe that she's probably out there. And they ask her all these questions again. And she's just like, you guys, yeah, you're asking the wrong questions. And she's resolved that she's just going to do it by herself and she's going to figure out this mystery all by herself. Uh, she goes out, she's um, driving and she's on a bridge. She hears Echo speaking to her through the car radio. Mm-hmm. And then she has this kind of blank out and then wakes up and she's in the water underneath the bridge. And there's a car honking because her car is blocking the bridge. But there's like a blank between when she was sitting in the car and now she's in the water. So yeah, so there's, these are these moments now that we're going to keep having in between like waking life and like trying to find her on the other plane. And in the meantime, Echo is lovingly haunting 
<laughs> our dear Kurt, uh, which is super fun too. She's, I love this moment too. She's sitting on the edge of the fire mantle next to where this radio was that has been driving him crazy that he keeps trying to make stop, but she keeps playing the same dang, ain't we got fun song out of it. And, um, and he's like, you're just in my mind. They're not it. She's like, no, no, no. I'm as real as I am dead actually. Uh, but yeah, I'm full ghost. You need to tell my mother what you've done. Uh, uh, just to get rid of this. I, and, uh, I'm not in your head yet. Yep. Uh, and then uh, it's so wonderful. Cause then we cut forward, you know, a couple of days and it's now I'm in your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have a, 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 a knockdown drag out is what ends up happening. Like the ghost in uh-huh. him. And he's like, uh, uh, and he ends up with blood on his face and hands that he thinks is real, but it's like you cut to, and it's not even real. And he's now she is full on in his head. And, um, I would like to know, uh, can I just say it's like from a, from a paranormal studies point of view, how a ghost would do that? Like as her, are her ghost abilities increasing as she goes along? Because she couldn't be, she wasn't in his head, but now she's in his head. Did she always have that choice or is it only because she's growing in power? It seems like she's growing in power. It seems like for whatever reason, fear, I think she's feeding a little off fear. And then also I think, um, in some strange way, like her and her mom are connecting right now, I think too. And there's something about those two powers coming Mm -hmm. together through this film as Mm -hmm. well that I think, um, is affecting him too. Um, in the strangest of ways as she, as she goes into the spectrals, cause she also can't does has these blackouts. So who knows what's happening with her as well as she's joining that realm. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, mom, we see a moment where she's eating out on her beautiful porch and the seasons are changing throughout the film as well to you guys. So they b- made this film over a long course of time because there's a bunch of different weatherscapes we're dealing with too mm-hmm. um, throughout the year. Um, and she's eating breakfast and she sees deer from outside. And I was just like, Ooh, as she's watching and like knowing that like hunting season and things are something that echo was always all about. And she ends up at the store. Um, and you uh, hear, um, Actually, no, sorry. Kurt goes to the store after this. Right, because he wants to go get a cinnamon coffee cake cappuccino. A what? Uh, That's hmm. suspicious. That's just what I uh, Echo wanted. Yeah. He goes over to Ivy's house. Hold on. Before uh, you jump to that. Sorry. I know we're going to keep going, though, too. But as he's in the store, I thought it was interesting. There was a radio radio ad for about missing children foundation happening that whole time while he's in the store. Radio is always important, right, in a horror movie. So I was like, what are they playing? Oh, what a good final girl you are. Thank horror you. movie survivor guide tip. Always listen to the radio mm-hmm. in horror movies because they will let you know what's up. Right. And uh, yeah. And he doesn't so want beer anymore either. Cause like, and the, the guy at the register is like, you don't want to buy any beer to, for tonight. That's really strange for him. He's basically stopped drinking now. Now he's drinking coffees. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Ivy's house uh, and she wants to give him a tarot reading. Uh, and then we have an insane seance scene that just goes completely off the rails. There's all of a sudden this like she's talking to herself, but she's a fucked up clown, like uh, weird, like anti self self. Uh, and it's just, and then she's, you know, white out screaming and then all of a sudden echo speaking through Kurt. And it's just this insane scene. Well, she pulls hindsight, insight, foresight. She tells him, these are what the three cards mean. She pulls a devil, a high priestess and the 10 swords and lets him know that he'll have bondage from his past. There's a priestess dealing with duality. Um, and then he's also got his last one is going to be a painful end to his life. All is lost. It's going to be a slow pain. And so she says she's sorry. Um, 
And, you know, he goes upstairs to go pee and he ends up sitting down to pee. There's a lot of weird stuff happening where it seems like he's been invaded truly and echoes truly in his head. And then after that reading, then we get the weird clown reading with her um, where she's giving herself a false reading and she's doing the exact same reading that she basically gave to um, the old woman at the beginning of the film, which is actually her mom (laughs) playing, playing her mom. Um, as well it's yeah it's the whole it's the whole family it's literally i was like oh that's the grandma too i'm like that's her mom um who played the who played the um, old woman she tried to swindle um and she makes fun of herself a little bit and says the veil won't part veil won't part and she does the all the old all the tricks that she did to the old woman kind of to herself so it's like retribution where this is going to be the hardest part you get for her to actually get to the ending and get to the truth because Mm -hmm. she's made it hard for herself before uh, and Kurt is really now in a bad way. He realizes what's going on. He tells, he says, get out of my head, kid, or I'll kill your fucking mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a scene where he blows, he throws up and it's just blood f- with filled with maggots. Yeah. Maggots on like larvae. Uh, julia's favorite thing. She hates bugs. She hates bugs. She hates bugs. I do. There were bugs I, coming out of his face. <laughs> I might just like immediately kill myself if I ever threw up maggots. Like that would just be like, all right, I'm done. Goodbye. And then he starts humming himself that song that has been driving him crazy. He's humming it himself now. Ain't we got fun? And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. she really is in your head. Because now he's humming the song that's like her like siren call. Um, her uh, slut is still in the house too, mind you. He's never gotten rid of that thing. So it's still up in the on. attic, a little bit exposed because the house is still even though it's been like months and <laughs> forever, it's still under high renovation. Um, and uh, he shows up at Ivy's house with a pumpkin that he's carved. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why? Okay. Well, uh, Echo loved Halloween and loved carving pumpkins. This was her favorite time of year. She would always do that for me around this time. Hunting season right now too. And it's every goth kid's favorite dream, like Halloween and hunting season. Cool. So she invites him to go hunting with her. Ah, why don't we go hunting uh-huh. together? And he's also said the same line that I that Echo said at the very beginning about fuck homework when they were getting in, into the car and he says fuck homework in the same way. And she's like, hmm, okay. So, uh, you know, Ivy doesn't m- miss a trick here. She knows, she can see, I think, what's going on mm-hmm. uh, and wants to get the situation to her advantage. So she goes out to say to go hunting, says that I, uh, Echo had a, a bet that she could bag an elk in under 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So she did it in under 30 last year. Mm-hmm. So why don't we go split up and see what happens? Uh, and he comes back within minutes and has one. He's like, there you go. Shot one. That's seven. It's complete. And he's like, she says, what? Like, then, why would he know about seven? Mm-hmm. And he uh, hugs her and says, I love you. And you're like, ah, creepy. And then she does a tarot card reading for Kurt again, but um, pulls uh, the same cards as Kurt's reading, even though it's clearly Echo in Kurt's like body, basically. Mm-hmm. And Echo hangs out on the tire swing, and all of a sudden, Mom's head is in a bag, and then weird shit happens again. And you're like, oh no, another realm. And you're like, what the fuck? This movie, every time, there's so many weird turns. <laughs> so great. Um, so Ivy goes back to Kurt's house mm-hmm. and ends up uh, looking around a bit and sees the sled. This is, uh, I mean, I know Kurt's made like a billion bad decisions in this film, but keeping the sled around, that's also, just throw it down the well, man. It takes like 30 seconds. I know. 
It also, the house after a year of renovations does not look renovated. It still looks like a hot trash of a mess and it doesn't look like anything has been done in this house that's done well. Um, not very much progress. And before Ivy went to his house, she tried to tell the detectives like what's going on and they did not believe her either, like still don't believe her. So she had to go do, do go to the place on her own. Um, she looks up and this is the most tense full scene where she walks into the room where the sled is, but we get the shot is above her head as we're watching her kind of from the perspective almost of the sled. And then mm-hmm. she's not looking, looking, looking. Then all of a sudden she looks up and sees it. And that moment's so satisfying because the tension they build before she sees it was so good. So then now it's time for a fight. Now we got to fight. So mom ain't afraid, afraid to punch him and he just starts laughing and it just kind of, it's this back and forth of Kurt trying to come to power, but echoes invading him and like who's controlling him and making him do what he's doing. So this is a tough fight, beautiful fight, beautifully choreographed. And then like finding out at the end of the movie, cause I didn't know beforehand that they were married. I was like, Oh, okay. Cause I was like, I was like, I was like, I didn't know any better. I was like the sexual tension right here is really, really, uh, quite a thing. And then I was like, Oh, well, that- checks checks out checks out uh they're definitely still hot for each other um it's pretty awesome because i mean they get, have some nice close combat stuff there's a moment where like all of a sudden echo's face does pop out and she thinks she's like actually about to like mash echo's face but it, then it's hurt again and then he saws his own head off and you're like what yeah, what laughing sawing his own head off but then his head is back on because it's not it's like this weird like again you're not sure which realm you're fighting in they're popping in and out um and then drags Ivy down to the well too, um, and, and she uh, and she yeah because she walks him in the face and like he she he starts to choke her she stabs him with the the screwdriver um, and and when he does she, he says that's that's cunty I like it and you're like okay if we weren't a hundred percent sure we're pretty much a hundred percent sure now um, yep, and got all so, her lines. Mm-hmm. She, uh, he hits her over the head with a banister and as uh, she pulls the screwdriver that she has stabbed him with out of the side and into his eye. Yep. And says, we won. <laughs> well, he says we won. <laughs> yeah. And so you're like, oh, how did you win? You're like, okay, but she did. Um, and so we flash I was like, flashback? Oh, no, it's a flash forward because we see him wrapped up bandaged over that eye and he's sitting there drinking some hot cocoa and she's like, your favorite. And she made it just like Echo likes it, uh, this hot cocoa for Kurt uh, slash Uh, Echo. And he he says, thanks, mom. So Echo now lives in Kurt and Curtain. (laughs) I... Uh-huh. I want to see what happens next. What do you do when your 14-year-old daughter is trapped inside the body of a 45-year-old man? That is a really good question. And that mm-hmm. feels like it's been my lifelong question. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me uh, implore the Adams family to make a sequel where we just, it doesn't have to be a horror movie. I just want to see, well, it does though, because I want to see what happens to mom now that she's like opened herself up to all of these spectral realms. and also. Um, daughter inside dude so i want to see that movie it's pretty wild what a ride this was uh thank you guys for recommending this fabulous romp of a film super fun performances really grounded 
could not believe they literally did everything from all their camera work to just like doing other stuff. And I love that they, um, they live in Topanga Canyon area. So I was like, Oh, okay. Like I went on their website, had to get on the website, had to follow, had to figure out more. I was like, I need to know more about this family. Like how the hell, and this is like, I think their fifth feature or something like that together. Wow. Um, so it's not their first rodeo and it shows like they definitely have, 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 have wonderful like craftsmanship. Um, dad used to be a model in the nineties, uh, John Adams. And I was like, uh-huh. You are still hot, sir. Uh, you know you're <laughs> creepy, but I'm into it. Clearly, uh, got a type. Um, <laughs> creepy great. uncles. Yeah, love where's, them. Where's Where's the creepy uncles TikTok? You got to find that one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you know we love we love to talk about the hotties, uh, and we and we definitely will maybe for the Patreon. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, let's do some gore factor, huh? Let's do it. Number one is not enough blood blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. Five is run for the barf bag. Uh, we get a five for do the deeper you dig. It's, yeah. There's some gnarly stuff in there. Uh, a decapitation a will do it. I think anytime. Yeah. <laughs> and self-decap, uh, pretty intense. So yeah. Yep, yep. yeah. Going to give it up for that. Um, and lots of other crazy, wonderful things. Um, next, we got Chainsaws, movie rating. Uh, one, if you're desperate, two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, scene worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastic oracle. I give this film a solid five. No ifs, ands, or buts about that for me. I did not know where this movie was going to go. Was pleasantly surprised. And to be honest, the only thing that I think this film is lacking is good poster art. Because the poster art, I was like, hmm, that looked like a very cheap movie. And then I saw it, I was like, this movie's fucking amazing please everyone watch it um if you're listening to this hopefully you've already watched it before you listen to this but tell your friends <laughs> and thank you yeah. for telling us <laughs> yes definitely we love your suggestions i also give this a five which makes it an all-around five so many. yes we've been having so many recently and that's a great thing right because we love movies that we love and uh we did this whole round of p- things that people had recommended to us and you didn't let us down so you are solid horror movie survival guide listeners we love your suggestions please send more to us uh we'll take them anytime on our twitter facebook instagram uh also next round we are going to be doing surprise 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 what is julia love Stephen King. What? Are you a fan of this? A little. Yeah. So uh, we're excited to be doing next week. I've never seen this one. Cujo. I've never seen it either. I know about it, obviously, because that's, I feel like, pretty famous. This is the dog one, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's now Cujo has become, that word has become shorthand for nasty dog. Totally shorthand for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, it's Cujo. Okay. So I'm excited. I've read the book. Haven't seen the film. We will see how they compare. So uh, join us for that next week. Thank you again. Please, if you're into our stuff, we have a Patreon. Check it out. Yeah. Join us on the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the good things. Join the Patreon um, and uh, hang out with us. We love hearing from you and hearing what you guys got to say about the movies and the things. And uh, I love you, Jules. Thank you so much for doing the show with me. I love you too. We will see you next week. (laughs) See you next week for Cujo. Oh, oh.